You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. This is Rico Mohammed coming to you live from Forest Park, Georgia, here at the Farmers Market here in Atlanta, Georgia. And tonight, we don't have any special guests or nobody, just me and you. So if you got a question or anything that pertains to rates and lanes, just go ahead and press the number one, and we'll see if we can give you a hand with any of your questions that you may have. But without any further ado, we're going to jump right directly into the USDA fruit and vegetable report for this week. I'm hoping my my audio is coming through pretty decent. I got a different, a little bit of a different microphone tonight. So if it's not, just go ahead and shoot me a, uh, someone can shoot me a a personal message or something like that or text me. And we'll try and see if we can work on it and make sure we get it better for the next go around. But tonight we're going to be stuck with this one, unfortunately. So hopefully it sounds uh, tolerable that you can get through on it. Um, but the USDA truck rate report for this week, we're showing only one market showing a slight shortage. And that one particular market is coming out of Idaho County, Merrill, Oregon. That's the only place in the United States that is showing a slight shortage when it comes to the USDA truck rate report. Uh, the, there are one, two, three, four, five, six different markets that are showing a slight surplus. These are areas that you might want to avoid pulling in if you're, if you're focusing on any type of produce or fruits and vegetables. Those markets that you might want to avoid or make sure that you're taking your backhaul with you, Kern District, California, Oxnard District, California, Salinas, Watsonville, California, Santa Maria, California. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read off the areas that are showing sur- surpluses as well. You, like I say, they, they all kind of fall into that same category that if you're if you decide to go into these areas, you might want to make sure that you're getting a little bit of a, a premium that you're taking so that you can get back out of those areas without taking such a such a big hit on the backside. And just to be frankly honest, it's been kind of tough all over, no matter which side that you go on. But you might want to make sure that you hold out for a little bit more if you're going to go into these areas that we just listed off. Uh, going back, South District, California, San Luis Valley, Colorado, West District, Florida. Minnesota, North Dakota, Red River Valley Territory. You want to be careful in there. Mississippi and also Mexico crossing through Texas. Like I said, there's only one area that is showing a little bit of that has a little glare of hope, and that's Idaho, Merrill County, Oregon. Moving on, without any further ado, jumping over into the DAT Trend Lines report. And also, just want to give a heads up to everybody listening in on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page. Every Monday, I ran across a new blog that I've been sharing. I've been trying to share and get out to everybody. Uh, it has some really good information as far as um, different things with the country as a whole that gives you kind of different market overviews and, and financial overviews across the country. And not only uh, actually gives a more of a global outlook, but it you know it goes in depth in as far as showing um, what uh, – what the U.S. all rate was doing on the stock market, so on and so forth. There's a lot of insight that you might be able to glean from that report. So I've been kind of sending it out every morning, every Monday morning. It's called Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, a company called FTR, Transportation Intelligence, that does that blog. 
So I've been sharing that blog. Hopefully uh, some of you guys have been able to catch that and, and get some good information out of that. It comes out every Monday morning. So I try to share it on the Race and Lanes Facebook page. You can get a copy of the latest one. It's up and posted on the Race and Lanes Facebook page right now. Moving on over into the DAT trend lines report for October 4th through the 10th. Low postings fell off of an after surge for September. The advanced spot market rate slipped one cent, while reaper rates fell five cents as a national average. Flat bear rates were down only two cents, including a one cent drop in the fuel surcharge. Dropping over and moving into the U.S. van demand for this week, October 4th through the 10th. Load availability dropped 15% reversing an end-of-the-quarter surge in the previous week. Truck postings increased 5.6%, and a combination yielded a 19% decline in the average load-to-truck ratio from 2 to 1.6 loads per truck. The national average van rate also slipped one cent on the spot market. Van load posted post added 2% in September compared to August, and capacity recovered 1.8%. The resulting load-to-truck ratio held steady at 1.8 loads per truck. For the third consecutive month, conditions of 2014, the ratio has declined 42% over that time period. Moving into the U.S. dry vans rate for October 4th through the 10th, the national average van rate slipped one cent down to $1.73 per mile. As van demand fell, off of a surge in shipping at the end of September. Prices were down sharply in Philadelphia, but rates in the southeast held steady. The national uh, fuel average rate was $2.49 per gallon. That was up one cent from last week. Van rates in September dipped one cent compared to August at $1.74 per mile. The national average was $0.28 below the rate for September 2014 due partially to the fuel price decline that shaved 22 cents per mile off average fuel surcharge. Checking in across the country, we show in the northeastern portion of the United States an average van, dry van rate of $1.80 per mile coming out of Philadelphia. Moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States, we have Atlanta checking in showing an average rate of $1.79 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, we have Chicago checking in, showing a $1.97 per mile on average for dry van. Moving into the south central portion of the United States, Dallas, Texas checks in, showing an average rate of $1.58 per mile. And coming out of the West Coast, actually setting the high, the high water mark for dry vans this week, Los Angeles, California shows an average rate of dry vans at a $1.99 per mile coming out of the city of angels moving on over to the flatbed set the flatbed segment of the dat trend lines report flatbed low posts fell 8.9 percent and truck posts were down 1.1 percent resulting in a 7.9 decline in the load to truck ratio as a national average the ratio dropped from 11.5 down to 10.6 loads per truck national average flatbed rate slipped two cents lower and let's see here, flatbed freight availability dropped 4.8% in September, and capacity added 2.8% to yield a 16% decline 
in the load to truck ratio. The ratio was 10.5 loads per truck in September, down from 11.3 in August, compared to the unusual high demand of September of 2014. The ratio has declined 66% over that time period. Moving into the U.S. flatbed rates for October 4th through the 10th, the national flatbed rate fell two cents to $2.01 per mile, which included a one cent decline in the average fuel surcharge. Flatbed load posts also decreased 8.9% from the previous week. Flatbed rates dropped three cents in September compared to August compared to September of 2014. Last month's rates fell 35 cents per mile due partially to 25 cents decline in the average fuel surcharge. Checking the rates across the country, setting the high bar mark coming out of the northeastern portion of the United States. Flatbed rates show $3.09 per mile coming out of Harrisburg. Moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Atlanta shows $2.34 per mile on average for flatbed. Moving into the Midwest, Rock Island checks in showing an average rate for flatbeds at $2.33 per mile. Down in the south central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas shows an average rate for drop for excuse me, flatbeds at $2.17 per mile. And the low water mark for flatbeds coming out of the west coast portion of the United States showing out of Phoenix. $1.71 per mile for flatbed. Moving on over into the reefer demand segment for the DAT trend lines report for the week of October 4th through the 10th. We have reefer load availability fell 13% and truck capacity increased 2.1%, leading to a 15% decline in the national load to truck ratio. The ratio is now at 3.9 loads per truck. The national average rate for reefers also dropped 5 cents per mile. There were 2.3% fewer reefer loads available in September compared to August, and capacity declined 4% as a result, and the load-to-truck ratio was unchanged at 4.7 loads per truck. Compared to a typical results from September of 2014, the ratio has, fall, has fallen 48% move and see how the reefer rates are performing for the, for the week of October 4th through the 10th. The national average rate for reefers dropped $0.05 cents to $1.96 per mile as reefer demand declined following a surge at the end of the month for September. Reefer rates slipped two cents lower in September compared to August. Year over year, reefer spot market rates were down 31 cents due mostly to a 25 cents drop in the average fuel surcharge. Checking in across the country, we are showing that reefer rates out of the northeastern portion of the United States. Elizabeth, New Jersey shows an average rate of reefers at $1.78 per mile. Coming down into the south portion of the United States, we are showing out of Lakeland, Florida, an average reefer rate of $1.24 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest portion of the United States, probably where you want to be if you got a reefer showing an average rate coming out of Green Bay at $2.83 per mile. Moving down into the south central 
McAllen, Texas chicks in showing an average rate of a dollar sixty-eight cents per mile. And coming out of the West Coast, we have Fresno, California checking in showing an average rate of one dollar and eighty-nine cents per mile coming out of Fresno, California. And that, ladies and gentlemen, wraps up the DAT trend lines report. And looks like we got someone with the hand raised, so we're going to go and take a couple of calls at this time. Let's go to call. I don't have my screener tonight, ladies and gentlemen, so you might hear a slight little pop when I come to you on the phone lines. And uh, I'm going to try to reach out and just I'll call out your, your area code. So we got a caller calling in from 310, area code 310. You're on live with Rico. How can I help? Hi, Rico. My name's Jaybird. This is my first time calling in. How are you, sir? I am well. Thanks for your call. How can we help? Hey, listen, I'm I'm a company driver. I'm saving to buy my own truck, and I've been listening to your show. I just, uh, can you give me, like, for an example, if I had the DAT subscription, uh, and it says, like, with the $600 one, I guess you get, it shows you what the rates have been, what people have been for that day have been selling for, so you kind of know where you're at. Is that correct? Um. Well, the DAT has changed a few things around, and I need to get some clar- clarity on, on a few things that they've done. Um, but do you have a do you have a DAT? Do you have a DOT number or anything yet? Oh no, no, no! I'm just a company driver. I'm a, a dedicated Walmart driver for England. But this is just part of my planning for the future. So, but the important thing is I'm trying to understand. So let me just give you a different example, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be able to leave here with something today. And thank you again for your time, Rico. So if I looked on the DAT board just in my mind, and there was a load that went, uh, say, 1,500 miles, and it was $1.80 a mile, hypothetically. Now, how do I know, according to looking at the DAT charts, it, are all the brokers going to bid low when it goes into it, or is that their set rate and they don't? I, from what I understand, it's negotiable, correct? That is correct. And and right now, what you what you're going to get into is that. And I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to apologize because I think I might have screwed up when I set up tonight's show. And it only I'm I'm already getting a cue saying that the show is getting ready to end in ten seconds. But we're going to keep going. I guess we're got, we're not going to have any recording. But uh, if you got any questions, we're going to stay on and try to answer everybody's questions. If anybody else has any questions tonight, um, but but to answer your question, going back to what you were saying, the way the rates work, try to give you a little bit of overview on the way rates work. Um, Thank you, sir. A broker a, a broker will will have a customer, and the customer will tell them whatever the product is. You know, we'll just say say for instance, if you got a um, a, a a load of We'll say fruits and vegetables. We'll just say a load of, of cucumbers or something like that. Well, what okay. that broker is going to do is they, they will typically call the trucking companies that are in the area. Um, they will call most of the refrigerated carriers in the area and try to get a rate and average it out. So, like, they'll call, like, three or four, maybe even five different trucking companies. And, okay. and, and say they get an average rate of, say, uh, to move that in, a, in one particular lane, they may they'll get an average rate, say, of of a dollar and eighty seven cents per mile. That's the average rate. You know, somebody might be at two dollars a mile, somebody might be at a uh, dollar seventy five, but the average rate comes out somewhere in the ballpark of a dollar eighty five. Okay. What the broker, what what, what that broker is going to try to do is he's going to take that rate back to his customer, 
with his commission added in. So whatever his commission is, he's going to add his commission in on top of that. So typically he may try to add in um, anywhere from 12 and as much as 30%. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen it fluctuate greatly anywhere from 12 to – 12 is kind of more like closer to the uh, – as, as brokers, are, it's become a, a lot more competitive here lately. 12 and 15% okay. is, is kind of like the sweet spot right now. Okay. So they'll tack that all on top of that. And then the, and, and so now that's how the broker gets paid. He, he, he adds his commission on top of whatever it's going to take to get the load moved. So he'll generally post that load. But now, and, and if the customer agrees and says, okay, all right, if you can find us a truck for that, we'll agree to it. Well, in, in the broker's mind, he's, he's got a pretty good uh, um, average of going back and going back to those truck companies that he already surveyed and maybe go ahead and secure a truck to, to move that load. But now the broker says, okay, but why settle for that? Let's post the, let's post the load, especially right now as, as there's a, a lot of demand. There's a lot of trucks out here that don't have freight. So there's a lot of demand to, of trucks wanting to move freight, but there's not a lot of freight necessarily out here. So the, 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 the supply and demand is out of kilter in favor of the broker. So when, when it's in favor of the broker, he'll just post that load, and now it becomes a race to the bottom when carriers begin to call that broker and saying, you know, the, the broker will, 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 he's already got 15% built in off, off the top. Well, why sell okay. 15? Let's go ahead and try and shoot for that 30. So that, say, say, for instance, that load, he may be charging his customer $1,000 to move that load. Well, Instead of instead of moving that load for that thousand thousand dollars and giving it to the truck, well, you may tell the truck company, "Well, I only got six hundred dollars in that load." So he just gave oh, so he's going to start low. I see. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so if if and, and he can stay a little bit lower right now without it having any repercussions behind it because there are so many trucks that are willing to move those loads at cheaper prices because unfortunately. The average owner-operator that has his own authority has not taken the time to secure his own customers. So he, de- so he depends on moving from broker to broker in order to put freight on his truck to be able to move freight. So if he doesn't have any customers, he's sitting still, so he, he, he's kind of at a, at a lose-lose position. He needs to put something on his truck in order to continue to put food on the table, but he's in a little bit of a conundrum because he's not he hasn't taken the bull by the horns and does something differently to try to set itself up to where he doesn't have to settle for the paltry cheap rates that the brokers are offering right now. And, and, and typically right now that the problem that we're, that a lot of people are complaining about is like, even when I read off the DAT trend line report, the majority of people out here are complaining about, well, the reports are wrong because, I'm not getting nowhere near what the reports are saying. I'm getting way below that. It's a struggle to get to even get that. And I understand that because I still deal with on the low boards from time to time myself. So I understand some of the stuff that a lot of people are going through, but that's why here we try to preach we've got to do something differently to get different results. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. As they say, that's the definition of insanity. So we're yeah. really trying to help empower more people to uh, go out and begin to, to, to get the courage to go and get more of their own direct freight. And that's something that we kind of want to talk about tonight 
Um, I probably have to save it a little bit to the next go round because we're not we're not being recorded right now. But um, okay. <laughs> but that does that answer your question? Yes, it's I, you know I really had no clue. This is really opening my eyes, Rico, and I appreciate it. I had no clue how that I was going to get a, a temporary DAP subscription just to play with it, just to kind of like hypothetically if I did this, but I can't bid on anything because. I'm not there yet, you know, so I'm I'm trying to get as prepared as I can so that I'm effective when I do uh, get my own uh, motor carrier license, you know. Well, I don't think that they, uh, unless they've changed something since the last time I've, I've, I've spoken with a couple of the people over there, I don't think that they will allow you to have a uh, subscription unless you have a DLT number or you may know somebody that may, uh, you may be able to look over their shoulder oh, while they're in the in the low board. Okay, they, I didn't they, even they know try. that. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, they, we'll they, have yeah, to they try, they, on they that try to keep that. Yeah, they, they, they try to keep that. Um, they, they, they do that as a preventative measure so that they don't have um, people posing as carriers, getting loads, and they try to do that oh, to keep I the integrity see. of the board. They try to do that to I try completely to keep the integrity understand. of the board up. Got so, it. Yeah, Rico, so, yeah, I, I won't keep I, I you anymore. I'm going to keep listening, and thank you, thank you, thank you from all the people out there for all you do. And I'm sure as time goes on, I'll come up with some other things I'll need to ask you about. God bless and continued success, my friend. Sure, thank you. God bless you as well. And that's one of the things I want to get across tonight as well. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Um, I hate that we, we kind of screwed up and we didn't put the proper timing in for our show tonight. So this show is not being recorded right now, but if you're on the line, if you got questions or anything, go ahead and press number one. If you want, to, if you got a question about a particular uh, lane or something like that, we can try to we can try to hit that real quickly as well. Um, but I wanted to just put out there for everyone that is listening in. We want to know what is it that you need or what is it that you want from this podcast. How much more information do you want? What other information do you need access to to help you? better your situation, to help you be able to take your business to the next level. I would like to know specifically from you guys out there to give us some insight on what it is that we could do better. What is it that, what other information that we could try to bring to you guys to help grow and expand your business and, and, and to see better profits, to make wiser decisions. If you guys could give me some feedback on that, you can go to our Race and Lane Facebook page with Rico Muhammad, Race and Lane Facebook page. Leave, leave us some insight, leave us some intel, leave us some little nuggets, some tidbits on some different things that we you would like to see done, different things that you would like to know, whether it be different negotiating tactics, different sales tactics, um, different strategies that you can implement to your, to your business. Just give us some insight on some things that you're looking for that can help you begin to take your business to another level. We want to try to be your go-to resource to be able to provide you with different different type of little nuggets that um, you can begin to implement and see better results in your bottom line. So if you got any type of insights as far as that's concerned, go to our Facebook page, hit us up, leave us a little bit of tidbits, some different things and different nuggets that we can begin to try to deliver to you guys on a weekly basis and, and put it out there. Um, one other thing that we, we may be um, getting ready to change a little bit of the format 
on how we're doing some things here. So that's why we want to look more feedback from you guys on how to better serve you. What else could we possibly do to give you a little bit more insight, to bring you more value, to deliver more value from this podcast? What is it that we um, can just try to package up and, and, and give you a lot more insight on? Where if you happen to be someone that does, like, one thing that I'm going to reach out for, if you know anybody that does, uh, flatbed or overdimensional, low boy, that type of stuff. That's some. That's an area that I don't have expertise in. But if, if there's someone out there that's doing that type of work day in and day out, that could help give some insight to people that are doing that 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 or have questions when it comes to flatbed, low boy, overdimensional. Please, by all means, reach out to me. We want to try to get you in so we can try to pick your brain and maybe have you on as a, a one hour guest once a month so that you can kind of help. If you educate us on that end of the segment of the market. And also, tankers. If there's anybody out there that has their own story doing tankers day in and day out, please, by all means, reach out to me. Hit me up on Facebook so we can try to pick your brain as well. We want to. We, I, I've gotten different requests. Those are a couple of requests that just pop into mind. But we want to be able to service all segments and try to give everybody a little bit of insight across all segments on how to improve their operations. Somebody got their hand raised real quick. We're going to take this call. Caller calling in from the 646. You're on live with Rico. How can we help? Hey, Rico, what's going on, Hero? Hey, how's it going? All right, buddy. It's Rick, man. I know you don't recognize my voice, but... Um, I, I, I thought that I thought that was you. I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought that was you. How you, how you doing, my man? I'm all right, buddy. How about yourself? Hey, every day above ground is a good day the way I see it. Hey, you're off to a good start that way. <laughs> and we still got hey, options um, then. Huh? I say we still got options then. As long as we're above ground, we still got options. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that, man. Hey, um, you said about um, what can you do to kind of bring more value to the people that listen to this podcast. And absolutely my just an opinion, um, going back to something you guys used to do in the beginning when you used to have Kenny and you used to have this other guy call in and you guys would do like scenarios, you know, I'm calling on this load. Um, I, I think that was a more, great help. And more just like that place. guy that just called in and didn't know about, you know, the load boards and stuff like that. When you guys run scenarios like that, you ask questions that people never really heard about. Um, George and Jimmy the Junkman did that at the CMC this year, you know, the whole negotiating, I'm the broker, you're the carrier. So I think my personal opinion, that might be something you want to um, add in, you know, bring back in, um, I think would bring value, it brought value to me an opinion definitely 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 yeah I, I, I you're not the first person to say that and that's something that we might we definitely try to in, might have to incorporate back in because like you said uh especially for the, a lot of the newbies out there it kind of gives them you know to hear the the give and take of how a conversation goes between the broker and the carrier when they're on the phone just to see how that dance is done it does give you a little bit of uh, uh, a different picture and it and it can give you a lot of courage. So 
so that when you begin to make those phone calls, you can be like, well, I, you know, this is not my first time hearing this. And, and when he said this, he said that. So that's, that's something that we might try to, and we, we may even try to come up with, um, I may try to sit down and see if we can come up with like, like some, uh, some canned responses, not necessarily something we don't want you to come across as sounding canned, but, uh, but you know, just have some prepared responses when a broker says this, you know, have some, have some, some, some good comeback lines so that you can, uh, you know, continue the negotiation process and get more information from the broker. So I, I appreciate, I appreciate that insight there. Rick, anything else you want to add? Um, yeah. Another thing when you, um, point you guys made earlier about the rates, the rates on the board and the rates that, you know, you're seeing out there, a lot of that, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't a lot of that stuff just loaded miles? So if you're 200, 300 miles away from the load, if the board says it's $2 in the lane, but you're 300 miles away, well, then it's not calculating for that. Am I wrong about that? Or That's, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. That's a different little nuance, but that's part of running your business. That's part of you knowing your cost per mile. That's something that you have to take into consideration. Uh, and, and, and that's something that um, I'm writing this down as, as you're saying it, Rick, because this, was, this show is not being recorded right at this point in time, so I want to make sure I'm making copious notes so that we go back and, and, and incorporate some of these things. But um, knowing your cost per mile going in when you get ready to get into a, uh, a negotiation with a broker, you gotta un- you got to already kind of have in your mind, especially if you know that you're in a, a tough low-to-truck ratio market, you're going to end up, you know, you're going to have to give something up. So you got to be prepared and know what is your, what is your uh, uh, bottom line? What is your walkaway number? You know, you got to kind of have that number in mind and, and know that going in so that you don't, don't start out. You know, you always got to shoot high and you got to, you got to be able to be willing to give something up so that, you know, to do the dance with the broker or whatever. Um, so you got to know your know your know your numbers going in. Have an idea of what your and be, be be prepared to you know dig your heels in the sand to fight for that number. And at other times you gotta you gotta understand if you've been calling on loads all day and it's just not if it, if if the numbers are just not bearing it out, you you will be wise to get something and move to a different area than to lose an entire day's worth of productivity to try and stick to getting a, a particular number that you may have in your mind. Uh, because if you sought and you, lo- and you lost an entire day trying to get a, get a, a particular number, man, you're going to be in a tough spot. But the other thing that I want to – that I, what you're saying is kind of pricks me in, into another conversation that I had a while back when we were on the phone talking with some brokers before on a, on a different, on a different uh, conference call. And one thing that really stood out to me was that that broker at that time was talking about some days how they come in and they don't have any freight as a broker. They don't have any freight at all. And they just began cold calling on companies in the area to try to get freight. Broker can do can begin to start cold calling and getting freight and then come back and sell it back to us at a wholesale rate. Why the hell can't we start cracking the phone book open or, or cracking open the, the uh, getting on the Internet and looking at the companies that are in the area and try to start, if you're calling on broker loads, why not begin calling on loads that are right there in the area that 
we may not, may or may not even know about. If you're working strictly off the spot market anyway, you got to be willing, like I said earlier, you got to be willing to try something different. And right now, these are dire times when it comes to getting freight because there's not a whole lot of freight out there across any segment. I mean, this is for the five years that I've been doing this on my own authority, this is the toughest I've ever seen it in the five as far as, as, far as available freight. It's, it's, it's kind of sparse out there. It's really sparse out there on the spot market. Right. What, what, um, you, I, 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 that's the difference. What you just said, the last thing you just said there, that's the difference between, like Kevin says, working hard and doing the hard work. Um, absolutely. But I, I, I just want to kind of, you know, because I, I hear a lot of guys say, well, you know, the, the load board said the lane should be paying this much, but the lane's, not paying that much. I'm 300 miles away, but you know, that's something they got to keep in mind that the load board is really just giving loaded miles. So the less deadheads you could take out of it, the better your rate would be to the bottom line. Um, but with, 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 with all this stuff that's going on now, one big mistake I hear a lot of people making, and this is just my personal opinion. They said, I need $2 a mile to run, and I won't move the truck for less than $2 a mile. <laughs> and $2 a mile is not there right now. So in my personal yeah, opinion, that's like what you said. You have to know your bottom line number. The very late, least amount of money I could move this truck for, and if $2 a mile is not there today, but you could move that truck and not lose money at $1.50 fifty. Well, your best bet is to take that dollar fifty and reposition yourself because if you need two dollars a mile today and you let the whole day go by not taking that buck fifty, well, tomorrow you're going to need two oh five, and if you sit the right. next day, you're going to need two ten because your daily cost is pretty much adding up. So, um, I kind of and it's tough out there on everybody, but when I get in situations like that, I will take. Um, I guess what a lot of people would consider cheap freight. What I look at is the weight of it. What kind of work am I going to have to put in? I mean, you're not going to give me something for $1.50 and expect me to, you know, eight-foot drop tarps and chains and binders and four hours of getting it ready before I could take it down the road. If it's a container, I could just put two straps over it, 10,000 pounds, go down the road. That's how we got to kind of look at our businesses right now and try to stay 10 toes down and keep your head above water, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta begin to tighten your belt. You know, I advise don't look at it on a per low basis. You're going to have to average it out. You know, if you're going to do, you know, start running a, a weekly average, start running a monthly average. You, but if you, but if you stick into a, a load by load average, every load got to be t- two bucks a mile. Like you said, you, you, for long, you're gonna find yourself in the soup line somewhere, and, right. uh, you, and it, it, it's, it's not going because right now that's just not going to be had on the spot market. Now, right. if you got but, but, but then you get a you guy you, you get a guy that sit and says, "Oh, I need two dollars a mile," and he waits three days for two dollars a mile, and at the third day he end up moving for a dollar seventy a mile. Well, then you'd have been better off taking the dollar fifty, dollar sixty two days ago and getting the hell out of there. But if you exactly. don't know your numbers and you're just sitting there and saying, well, I ain't going to take that cheap freight. Well, I mean, I'll get down, go down to Miami for 
375 a mile, and I come out of there deadhead and all for $98.05 a mile. Now, am I losing? I leave out of Chicago down to Miami for 375 and I'm coming out of Miami headed back to my customer for less than a dollar a mile. A lot of guys will say, I'm not touching that for less than a dollar a mile. Uh, I, I get a 10,000-pound 10, container. I pull in. They put the container on. I throw two straps over it. It was going in the direction that I was going anyway. It's paying enough right. for my fuel and insurance to get me the hell out of there. And I got paid pretty damn good coming in. So um, that's that cheap freight that, you know, I, I, a lot of guys say, oh, I'll deadhead out of Miami before I'll take a 98 cents a mile to get out of there. Well, like Kevin said, that's the ultimate cheap freight right there is deadheading. Yeah. Free. Free 99. <laughs> you, 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 you're coming out of there for free. So, yeah, it, but and, I, I, and, and I was I just sharing my thoughts. I absolutely understand it. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, I understand that mind frame. I understand that thought process because I understand it, but at the same time, like I said, you got to be bigger than this is this. At the end of the day, you can't get your emotions wrapped up in this. And and so so a lot of times I think that that's the mistake that we we, we allow our emotions to overrule our logic. And right. when you do that, that puts you in, that puts you in a lose lose position. Uh, you got you got to always be logical about it and be, and be thinking about it. You know, it's just like uh, you can't every customer every time you have a, a detention issue. Sometimes you can't charge every time you. I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm just saying that sometimes you got to build a rapport and build some type of relationship with people. And sometimes if you take one for, you know what I'm saying? You take one on the chin or whatever. And, 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 uh, you know, that may garner you some, some other stuff down the road that you may not be expecting. You know, sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. And that's all. Yeah, it's and, give and, and take, you know, man. And, and, right. Right. Well, Rick, uh, I got to catch up with you, my friend. I got to catch up with you offline. I got another caller calling me and we're going to try to grab a, Grab one more, one or two more of these calls, and we're gonna get out of here for the night since we're not being recorded right now. <laughs> All right, Rico, nice talking to you, man. You take it easy, hey, bro. I, I appreciate the feedback, my friend. Definitely, dog. All right, let's see here. We got a caller calling in from the eight hundred four area code. Caller from the eight hundred four. What's your name, and how can we help? Hey, good day, Rico. My name is Roderick. Man, it's a pleasure to talking to you. Um, the guy, your last caller, I believe his name was Rick, he stole my thunder. Um, <laughs> it's all about cost and operation. It would be a great class to teach that for all the newbies, especially the people who don't know anything about business. I'm uh, 20 years running a corporation and just getting into the uh, trucking industry based on some of my college buddies got me into the but it seeks to amaze me that a lot of these guys out here don't understand cost and operation. You got to move your truck. The truck sits, you're losing money. Right. Like the guy said, you're coming in, making good money, you got to get out and get back, back into a, a better freight lane. One thing I would like to see you teach is um, understanding the rates in your market because you once you understand the race in your marketing you'll know hey I'm going to this market it's not paying well 
I know I got to get the freight to come out and go back into the market to stay well. It's a good tool that I use to find out what the rate scores are called rate view. It may cost a little bit, but it's well worth it. Right. Um, so you can understand what's the rate's been going on for the, you know, the past week or two. And so y'all, where you can right. We definitely, your, we, 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 yeah, we definitely recommend rate view. We, we highly recommend rate view. The only problem with, the, the problem with trying to, the animal with rates is it's, it's an animal of supply and demand, so it's always, always fluctuating. And right now right. on the spot market, on the spot market, that's just, it's, it's, it's a moving target, and we can't shoot it quick enough to try to hit bullseye on it. Um, so what we, what we and, and that's what a lot of times I, I hear a different, I hear the different complaints about the trend lines report was saying, well, it's a week old, and, but, it, but it, it gives you an, a little bit of an indication as to where rates are and where they're moving at. And the same thing with rate view. Rate view is not, the, the information in rate view is not that old. It, it is, I think it's seven days on, on the version that I have uh, within right. the past seven days. So it's a rolling seven-day right. average. Um, that's right, that's right. So it gives it, it gives you, it's better than having nothing at all as far as, and, 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 it, and it, it gives you actual freight bills, so it's not just numbers that they're pulling out of thin sky. But, the thing that we're trying to recommend on, on and, and the way that you can kind of stabilize your operation is if you begin to cut out, carve out a geographic area that you run all of the time, say, for instance, if you carve out the Atlanta market and then you say you carve out the Indianapolis market and all you do is run back and forth between the Atlanta and Indianapolis market, then what you become then is, you 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 bring value to the customers that are in those particular areas. That is your customer base. So what we're trying to what we're trying to tell everybody is begin to carve out an area, a, a geographic area that you like to run, whether it be a, a, a two areas or three areas. If you're running a dumbbell with, with two areas, or you're running a trial hall where you got three areas, where you go you go one area, go to another area, and then you come back home. If you know if you're doing trial halls or, or, or dumbbells. Whatever, whichever one that you're going to work, I would recommend that you carve out your area and then begin marketing like hell to everybody in that area. You will be surprised how much traction that that's going to get you. And, that, and it takes you out of the rat race of dealing with spot markets. It takes you, if you, if, I, I use this analogy. If every time that you go to pick up a load, it, it's a different place that you're going to, where you're not building any kind of relationships, you're not building any kind of rapport with any any customers that 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 are going to see you on a day in and day out basis, where you can kind of get a little bit of leeway and 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 and, and increase your um, threshold in a marketplace. If you're always going somewhere else, somewhere different, picking up, you're always the, the person that is paying you is someone different every time you cut an invoice. You're not going back to the same person and just and just filling in the numbers. You, you're, you're having to add a new customer into your invoice database every time you're getting ready to bill out. You 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 kind of find yourself like a dog in a meat house. You run around trying to take a bite out of everything, and you're not getting full. But if you can That's become right. a value player in, in in a particular market, if you can become that value player, if you know that once you get your cost under, say for instance, and, and this is the whole analogy behind picking your market then you can kind of control your cost a lot of, a, a lot better. Because now if you know that you're going to be 
On Monday, you know you're going to be in Atlanta. On on Tuesday, you know you're going to be in Indianapolis. Well, guess what? Now you can start to build relationships with not only your vendors that you know, as far as like maintenance and stuff like that. You got to so you got a set shop that you can go to all the time now because you know when you're going to be in those particular cities and you can work around those different things. You can start building a relationship with higher personnel with uh, 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 any type. You know, if you got if you got a refrigerator or whatever. Uh, with those particular vendors in those areas, you start to realize, okay, what is my cost involved with even keeping the upkeep on my truck? What is the fuel cost? I know my fuel costs like the back of my hand in that particular lane because I know, I, I know pretty much, I know exactly which truck stop I'm, I'm stopping at to get fuel. I pretty much know what the fuel price is going, going and coming. So you get a lot more of a of, of a better uh, grasp on your daily operating costs when you when you cut down on running all across the country and you just focus on primary targeted markets, then you, you can put yourself in a position to where now you take a lot more control away from the broker and you put it back into your business and you begin to actually build your business around those particular demographics in that, in those particular markets. So that's one of yeah, the things that we've really been trying to harp on. Yeah. And that's what I have done since I've been there. I, my market is Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. I have a customer that gives me uh, onions and potatoes out of there to bring back to the East Coast because I live on the East Coast. And now I'm developing uh, a market uh, from coming back to the East Coast, going back hauling back over there, So, which is kind of hard. It's not a lot of freight going back towards those markets, man. So. Uh, but see, the thing about it is, but see, this is this is the gleam of hope that I try to that I try to tell everybody. I understand that it's a little hard, but guess what? You only need one or two. All you need is one or right. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, you don't yeah. you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to knock the cover off the ball and get you know you don't have to go out there and get get the million dollar get the million dollar customer. You just need you just need the customer that's hey, I'm going out there twice a week. You got two loads a week going out there. Is it some way that you, you know, and, 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 and you may run into a customer. I had this happen to me. I had a customer that was shipping on a day that I wasn't in that area. But I was talking to him, and I said, hey, if you can, if you can adjust the day that you ship that, I might be able to save you some money. Because I'll be there on, they were shipping it. I'm usually there on Tuesdays. I'm usually, excuse me, I'm usually up there on uh, Tuesdays, and they were shipping out on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I got them to adjust it to switch it to Tuesdays. And, th- and Thursday, so that I could cover that freight, and then I was able to save them a little bit of money. Oh, good. Okay. okay. So, you okay. know, so 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 you know, so that that way, I was able to save them some money, but at the same time, it, it made me money because it was better than pulling broker freight. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You, so, freight, so, so, yeah. So, so if you can sell that, so you know, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. So if you can sell that, if you get, if you're talking to enough people, and if you can sell that to them, you know, it, it, they may be able to adjust their you know, adjust their shipping uh, uh, schedule or whatever to accommodate to justify them being able to save some money and, and be able to get good service from you with at the same time. So, you know, just yeah. trying to just throw some different things out there, different things, thinking outside of the box. But, yeah, we're definitely trying to incorporate back in, uh, talk about, talk more about uh, cost per mile and everything like that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you. Anything, thanks else, for anything you else you want to add, Roger? Oh, man, that was it, man. That was it. I appreciate everything you do, man. Cool beans. Well, I appreciate the call, right. Roderick, and, and don't have anybody else with their hand raised right now. So 
since we're not being recorded tonight, we'll go ahead and end the show now. But I uh, want to thank everybody for calling in and listening in and checking us out tonight. We appreciate all your help and your support. And once again, if you got any feedback, anything that we didn't cover tonight that we don't have, by all means, go and like our Facebook page. Leave us some feedback on Facebook page. Let us know what it is that we can do to help bring more value to you and help, uh, help you begin to grow your business and take it to the next level. We're going to try to get, get down and, and drill down on a couple of more things and do some more specific training uh, here on the calls. But uh, with that said, with no further ado, we want to thank those that made the show, made it possible to bring the show to you, Kevin and Lisa Rutherford and the entire Let's Truck team. This is Rico Muhammad signing off live from Forest Park, Georgia. We'll talk to you next week. As a matter of fact, I think next week we're going to have transportation attorney Henry Keaton on with us. So if you have any transportation law questions or whatever, get them in. You can put them on Facebook as well, or you can call in next week and talk directly to Mr. Seaton yourself. But next week we should have Mr. Seaton on with us. God bless you, and good night, everybody. Keep it in between the mustard and the mayonnaise. Keep the shiny side up. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.